Okay, here we go. We are now live. Good afternoon, everyone. Hopefully everything is well. This, for those of you in Southern California, this lovely cold and windy. <laughs> Tuesday. Actually, I got up to go to the gym this morning, and it was 39 degrees recorded on my vehicle, my hybrid, driving to the gym. How crazy was that? Hello, boosted boy. Yay, Jeffy. <laughs> Good seeing you. Cool wheelchair, nice name, thank you so much. Food stabber, greetings, AKA Silky Slim. Hello, R35, R13, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Evert, 70, 710 I should say, good seeing you. Thank you so much, I hate Ian Walls, saying that I'm an awesome dude, I appreciate that. And for those of you awesome people on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us on this particular Tech Tuesday, allowing me to use this as an archiving moment. And for those of you here on Instagram, if you haven't subscribed to the Bissimoto YouTube channel, please do. B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O, -S subscribe there. I have tons of videos there and more coming out. And also some cool stuff on TikTok. So join us on TikTok as well. Hello. Oh, thank you so much, man. Oh, still have. Appreciate the kind words. Yes, I think it's on time all the way from the UK. Good seeing you. Want to race your Farino 1.3 GPL? Sure, but are you in Southern California, third gear? How's the Odyssey? Odyssey is great. I'm going to just show it to you. I'm sorry, you guys on YouTube, that you can't see this, but I'm going to switch this around and uh, show right there. That's the Odyssey right there. So the Odyssey is still there doing well next to some cool oil and all that good stuff. So uh, Odyssey is good and ready to go. Right there. Love your cars and style, says Philip Hussey. You tune all the best wishes from Switzerland. Thank you so much for joining me all the way in Europe. I'm sure it's nice and cold where you are now, too. Gen Z is how long is my waiting list? Is it for car building or for dino tuning? Let me know. When are you going to meet up again in Benediction? Oh, very soon. I was just there yesterday. Um, do you charge to take a shop? I plan on going to cut it this year. Actually, we should start charging. I don't charge to have people do uh, tours. The only challenge is we do a lot of work with the OEMs, and if we have cars, like we have one over there that's private, we can't let people see that. Boosted Boy says, I'm the best builder. Thank you for the kind words and vote of confidence. I really appreciate that. Roadies Forever, good seeing you as well. Camarillo, Chiba, Van for Life, amen. Thank you so much, Dallin Details. Appreciate the car world. Car building, wow, we are about two quarters out, so half a year. So let me know what you need help with, and maybe we can get you in line, you know? I love the boost bus. I really miss the original wagon. I know, but I didn't good. I have a new wagon, which is new and improved, but thank you so much. I wanted to improve on the original wagon, but the guy wouldn't sell it to me. I sold it to him for a couple grand. He wanted to sell it back to me for six. That wasn't pleasant. Oh, well. New York City is in the house. Good seeing you. Talk about the black 996 in the back. Actually, that is not a 996 back there. That is actually a center seat boxman. And what I mean by that, that's a 986 Boxster with a carbon fiber Cayman-esque roof, which we pulled off of the Cayman right there. And it is amazing to drive. That's a collaboration between Momo and Hot Wheels that we did for SEMA 2018. It has a twin turbo setup, center seat position, and amazing. I mean, Sam was instrumental to the build. I don't know if Sam is here yet. Um, has some Momo wheels on it as well. Very nice set. Oh, there he is. Sam is here. There you go. <laughs> Silvio is asking, how was it like being in Need for Speed? Absolutely amazing. 
So Rod Chung from the EA fame with Speed Hunters was the one who got me connected. And it was great to be one of the 10 builders from around the world, myself, Nakai, Ken Block. There were some very very influential builders from all around the world who were part of that game franchise, which is pretty cool. Carrie DeLeman from Haiti, good seeing you indeed. Hello, Sam. Thank you, Roger Hatch, for the kind words. I appreciate that. Show the shuttle Honda. It's, it's way over there. I have to do that some other time. It'd be kind of difficult for me to uproot and go all the way to the back. It's literally on the back of the shop over there. It's kind of hard to see. Um, great meeting on Sunday, says Cinco7Z. Good seeing you as well. Thank you so much. We had a good time. I don't know if I saw you at the PEC or if I saw you at the race service event. Am I hiring? Well, we're always looking for great talent. If you have what it takes, kindly send us your resume via sales at bcmodel.com. If you have what it takes and get through Lindsay and Hetty, you are part of the team. Good day, DJ Ramirov. How are you? Good seeing you. MEV Wiring, good seeing you as well. What's your favorite Porsche, says Philip Hussey. I love the 996 with a bi-turbo. It was a dream. Thank you so much. Right now, I'm on this crazy high. My favorite portion now is that 935 over there. So what I could do is I can try and show that to you. Let me try and switch this around. So if you look right over there, see that pink one right there? That's my favorite one right now. That is definitely my favorite vehicle right now. It's the, uh, what I call the K3V. It is the amazing electrified Porsche that we put together recently. So thank you so much. Hello, Freddy Gomez. Greetings, hope all is well. Nocturnal Junkie says, what's up BC? Any plans on developing products for the L15B7, the 1.5 Turbo Civic and the Accord engine? Yes, yeah, so you know what? We did some pre-testing with Honda and I was able to get a D15B here from the SI and had the opportunity on the dyno over there to do some cool things uh, with the vehicle that Honda supplied and made some really cool power. So I have prototypes for a downpipe and flashing opportunities as well. So we did some stuff with K-Tuner, I believe. We did some testing with them, which is really good. So right now, the only plan I could have short-term is a downpipe for you. And if you're interested, hit me up and I'll make something happen. No problem whatsoever. I need a remote tune from New York City, says Motorsport Detailing. Unfortunately, Motorsport Tuning, I don't do remote tuning because there's something to be said about having a car in front of you. To, especially with partial throttle tuning, which is very important to me because we spend a lot of time driving in partial throttle. So full throttle is really not that exciting, but partial is amazing. So that being said, I cannot do that remotely. Now, if it was a can flash for something, yes, I can do that. But for a bespoke tune, you have to be here in front of us, you know? I think it says, I love modern tech, but there's something special about a well-tuned old school setup. Cable trans, simple engine, and ready to party, special kind of feeling. And you know, I think good, I agree with you partially. And what do I mean by that? I love the beauty and simplicity of older cars. I really, really do. And they're gorgeous vehicles when you didn't have all these pedestrian safety and airbags and all kind of weird things and current designs. But I'm not a fan of old tech. It just left a lot to be desired. So. I have made it my life purpose to combine modern technology, whether it's in modern sequential injection and turbocharging or supercharging or even electric power plants, to the beauty of older cars. I love merging the two, and it's the best of both worlds. You have the reliability, power efficiency of a new setup with the gorgeous lines and attributes of an older car. I love it, indeed. Thank you, Camaro Chiba. 
Is that a roof behind you? No, it's not. So what's behind me here is a standard factory Porsche Flatbau, a snot nose. And this is a 1985. It's absolutely beautiful. I put the picture up to introduce our Tech Tuesday today. So that's what that is. Do you have a turbo kit for a 3.2 liter 911 engine? No, I do not. The only thing I have for a 3.2 that's easy to bolt on is our post chamber system. Now, if you want a bespoke turbo kit, let us know, but you'll have to send your car down here to us to fabricate something on there. Oh, at a race service, yes. What a great event, Cinco. That was really cool, wasn't it? Hello, Naughty Nurse. Good seeing you. Dominique Mankovicki. Good seeing you as well. Pure Go. Yep, I love Pure Of course, I do. My Porsche pin and my Pure thing and my wagon shirt. I'm a hot mess today. I got a Civic wagon shirt, Pure hat, and a Porsche badge. I just love all cars, you know? 934 is our dream, too. I concur with you, Philip. That was like the epitome of classic racing. The Group 5 stuff with Porsche was amazing indeed, you know? Is that van that was on Top Gear? Yes, it was. Mazda GT Anime. The black one behind you, Sexy F. Nice wheel combo. Thank you so much. Yeah, Momo did a good job with that. And we have the more of a 996.2 headlights on that, which is pretty nice, huh? K3V is sex. Thank you so much. I love that car. It's so amazing. Can we do all your electric setup in my fully restored EG Coupe? Yes. Now, here's the thing. There's so many places you can go with that. You could go real-wheel drive. We can go front-wheel drive. Real-wheel drive would be ridiculous, but we can do that. If you're very serious, DJ, you know how to reach me. Let's make something happen. Hello from Portugal. I love your project, especially the Center Cayman. Thank you so much. I'm Noel, and there's one right there. There's another one in front of it, this Ninja Turtle right here. I have my little green car right there. There's another one in front of it. And you see all this dust on the floor? It wasn't like that this weekend. It's been really windy here in Ontario. And we have a lot of dust coming. When we open the door, all kind of things start flying. It's pretty crazy, you know? Hello, Efren. Ping pong. Good seeing you. When we see a fully electric four-wheel drive wagon build, I think good. it totally depends on Honda. So I do a lot of cool things with Honda, and I love to do a... If I had a magic wand, I'd love to do a, like an alternative fuel CRV current and then a throwback to some alternative fuel old school. It totally depends on them. Now, they pulled some interest this year, so don't be surprised if something happens. But right now, as we sit, nothing is set in stone yet. <laughs> My Fiat Farino, 65 horsepower versus your best car. Come on, third gear. That's not even fair. I don't want you spanking me, eh? <laughs> BC, what do you think about Mini Coopers as track cars? I think they're pretty cool. Now, are you talking about the old school Mini Coopers or modern day ones that BMW helped with? Rothfab says, BC is the king of drivability. Thank you so much, Sam. And that means a lot coming from a seasoned driver like yourself, especially since you've given me the honor of tuning your cars. So I appreciate that a lot. Carbs are a lost art. Yes, they are. And I hone my teeth in side draft Webers and Makunis. And I'm telling you one thing as a tuner, having a grasp on side draft carburetors made me a better injection tuner. When you tip in and you have that hesitation, like, uh-oh, I need to increase my pump jets. I need my nozzle jet to get a little more fuel. That allows you to understand Excel fuel much better than something that's digital. So I was blessed and had a great opportunity being able to tune things mechanically and then embracing electronics. It was great. I have a B16 turbo set up on an O2 sensor in closed loop. Is that a good idea? Absolutely. Now here's what's very important though. What kind of processor do you have? If you have a slower, older ECU processor, 
you should do closed loop into all your vacuum regions. So when you're cruising and going and driving around, it keeps you in closed loop, keeps you close to stoichiometry or whatever you define as ideal. And then as you go into boost, you keep it an open loop because most older ECUs are not fast enough to be able to make adjustments safe enough for your car in boost. Now, on the flip side, if you have something like AM Infinity with a, with a 400 MIP or MIPS, MIPS, 400 million information processed per second, then you can leave it on all the time and it can correct very quickly and even keep you safe, even if you have a challenge when in boost. So it is a good idea. Open loop, if I tune you right now, it's like code in Ontario, I think we're in the 50s. If I tune you right now in my facility and leave an open loop, when you go to a day that's much warmer, it will run really rich. So that's not great for efficiency and power. And if you go to a place that's even colder, let's say you start going to San Diego and it's like 28 degrees, it will run even leaner. So closed loop allows you the opportunity to adjust to give the best fuel ratios no matter the conditions. I have a 1995 F-150. Any cool ideas or recommendations for BC Sensei? Yes, so you want to get that thing to breathe. Any intake or exhaust mods would be great and a flash would be fantastic indeed. Next is the dog says, been following you for a long time. I miss seeing your van. Thank you so much. I'm gonna be, start, I'm gonna start driving this thing very soon. I think we're gonna have it on the road this Friday. Yeah. Almost 10 years of tuning my race car, says Sam from Rothfeld. Oh man, 10 years. Making me feel old, Sam. It's been a decade, huh? Well, I've known you for a long time. But guess what? We've done a lot of cool things together and more to come. How far do I have to book out a dyno tuning session? It depends. So sometimes we get people who don't have their cars ready and it's cancellation, so you can get in very quickly. But at least the average is about two weeks. Repping the love, said Naughty Nurse. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Mr. Lacker, we at Pecla. It was a great event. Hope to see you at Lit and Phoenix Club. Yes, thank you so much, Camera 9A. And you know what's great? The guys at Pecla were amazing. I was, I'm telling you the truth, and Sammy, you know this, I was afraid of how that electric Porsche would be embraced. Because I've had a few people who are quite vicious on, on YouTube. If you go on my YouTube page, you see some people who love it, and a lot of people who are like, what the hell, sacrilege, I can't believe you did that to a Porsche. So I was bracing, I had my flame suit on this weekend when I went to the Porsche Experience Center with that car. I even plugged in to charge it. Their charging station is awesome. Man, that level... It has to be better than level two charging. That thing charges thing up so nicely. Anyway, they have some really nice J1772 charging stations there, but it was really, really good. Anyway, they embraced it. They loved it. Even Porsche themselves posted my car. How cool was that? K3U versus Wago Van. You know what I did good? The K3U will pretty spank it. will spank it. I'm sorry. The wagon may have a, may have a top speed advantage, but the K3U will destroy that thing. It will destroy it. Let's do it. Okay, DJ, let's do it. What cars do you, do you still dream to work in? Um, honestly, I would dream to, work, to build a 935, like what I have here, maybe something a little different, that's all-wheel drive. That would be the dream build work car for me. Did 80s Porsche use Bosch Motronics? Yes, they did, absolutely. And a lot of the Porsche Bosch Motronics were batch being they fired twice for each cycle, and um, wasn't the best in terms of efficiency and mileage. So when you just upgrade those to sequential injection, you get better performance and better gas mileage. And performance, I mean, it's not only in terms of efficiency, but in terms of power, which is great, you know? Yeah, Dale Dismantle Ninja Turtles right behind me. Thank you so much, appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm missing all these good questions, I'm so sorry. South Africa's in the house, courtesy of Storch Cell. 
Thank you so much. Is a tune for a stock M2 competition a good idea? Of course. The OEMs leave so much on the table. A proper, reliable tune would be fantastic, you know? Audi has a RS6 electric supercharger. What do you think about this? I think the turbo lag isn't very, is, is or isn't very good. Well, electric supercharger is amazing, and you have a capability of putting like a bay. Plus, you know, a lot of people don't think about this, but when you have a turbocharger turbine wheel in the flow of exhaust, you actually create a restriction. So if we can eat our cake and have it too, which the electric turbochargers allow, where we're not impeding exhaust flow, we're not having any parasitic losses from the crankcase like we would on a supercharger, or from a crankshaft like we would on a supercharger system, and we're able to utilize the opportunity of compressing air into the induction system, it's a win-win. So I like it very, very much. New York's in the house, courtesy of Function New York. Thank you so much. Good seeing you. Good morning to you, Guapo the Don. Good seeing you as well. E92 William has a smashing question. He's asking, what are the benefits of direct injection versus port injection? Running a leaner mixture for fuel economy? Yes. That's actually a very, very good opportunity. Now, for those of you who don't know what he means, port injection is what you typically see in some of the older cars, most of the cars here, except for the one parked up front, or port injection, where literally you have the injectors, low-pressure injectors, in the intake port. It could be as far forward as injected into the cylinder head right at the opening of the port. Some heads have port openings for them. It could be on the runner or far back as staged, further away from the valve head pointing ideally behind the intake valve. While direct injection is either utilized inside the combustion chamber or into the cylinder where it's with high pressure injected straight directly into the combustion chamber. Now what does that do? It allows for a beautiful plume formation where this beautiful almost flower-like injection goes in and then it hits a dish and it's spread apart and you get a better burn so you get more efficiency. Many times you have to have very nice spark energy to make that ignite very nicely but you get better gas mileage. And above and beyond that, you can run a leaner mixture safely even in boost. You can run close to stoichiometry for petrol in boost, which is amazing. So that allows you to make more power with less fuel consumption. Now the challenge is, it's a little bit more complex. The injectors are definitely much more complex and you're operating an environment with a much more higher pressure. And the OEMs being that they want to be very efficient tend to use pump systems that limit us tuners from going crazy. So that's why you see a lot of Type R's coming here, Honda Type R's, and they're kind of maxed out close to 350, 360 wheel horsepower. It's not because that's all it can make with a stock engine. It's because we're limited to our fuel system. So that's a challenge. Still Cap says, BC, listening and learning. I see a great Honda work. I'm holding on to an 08 Maxima, great engine. Any ride improvement ideas, suspension, and, and engine performance ideas? Thanks. Still have a ton. Now, here's a challenge with the Maxima. Let me know what year. Oh, you have an 08. The aftermarket support there is not very big. I know the guys from Stillen do a little bit, but it's not very strong. So here's some of the opportunities you have. Intake, exhaust, flash tuning, and I can't reiterate this enough. The lifeblood of your engine, which is oil. And oil is a performance part. So I use Pure All. And those guys are amazing, and you can see some power gains there. So, especially with an overhead cam engine like yours, you don't want to use rubbish in there because it can really wreak havoc on your valve train, especially your camshafts and also your springs. So that being said, upgrade to this, intake and exhaust, and a flash opportunity, and you are good to go. You will love it. 
Now, when it comes to suspension, I'm a huge advocate of, of the stuff that you may see from Eibach, that you may see also from our friends at KW, but I don't know if they have something for you. So that's something that we have to probably look into a little bit later on. When are you going to start messing with HP Tuner, says ITB Kevin, as soon as the demand comes? No, <laughs> I think I'll end up doing something in the next month or so because we're getting a lot of demand from the domestic market about HP Tuner, so I need to make that happen by all means. Hey, BC, can I use a D15B2 rods with a PM3 pistons? My D57, would I run into any issues? Yes, you would. Um, those rods are not the same dimension. So I need to know what you're trying to do because I can probably point you in the right direction. You may end up being able to use D15B2 rods, but you may have to do it with a custom piston setup, you know? I hear the Porsche Taycan, it's okay, no worries, is a better electric EV than the Tesla, mainly due to the way it heats and it cools. In your opinion, what's true and what's your thoughts on the other EVs versus Tesla? Well, that's a great question. The one thing I do like about the Porsche Taycan is 800 volts, the way it applies the energy, is, it is superior. It has a lot more output and holds on very nicely. Plus, Porsche didn't design their battery lattice to be similar to something that you can do a quick swap with. While the cooling challenges that exist with the Tesla bottom, skateboard area with the batteries, you can tell they want to do a hot swap and hence kind of compromise a little bit with the cooling capabilities, so that's true. Then one thing I like about Porsche is that when you drive a Taycan, it feels like a coupe. It doesn't feel like a four-door. They really built it with the same technology and information that they had from building Panameras, which feel like, I'm serious, if I blindfolded you and put you in a Panamera, and you have the opportunity to drive it without looking behind you, you think you're in a coupe or a coupe, however you want to say it. So that being said, they did that same kind of Porsche soul into the Taycan. So yes. Now, when it comes to other EVs, Tesla really, man, one thing about them that I like is that you can tell that they are really car people. Hence, the little Easter eggs that exist and little, little secrets and cool things they do is really amazing. They have architecture that can do very well only for cars, but can do well in your home. So you can use some Tesla batteries from a car and set it up in your home and all the good stuff. Also, they are kind of leaders when it comes to mobility solutions for EVs. So where GM failed with the EV1, Tesla succeeded. And most manufacturers tend to want to catch up. So while, what are my thoughts on other EVs versus Tesla? Tesla seems to be their leader and others try and catch up. But I think some exciting things are going to happen in the next five years when you have companies like Rivian coming to play, we have people like even our friends from uh, uh, Karma doing some really exciting things. Tesla needs to keep reinventing themselves and maybe even updating their models to stay ahead of the curve. So I hope that helps. GNG Racing, good seeing you. What's the most commonly changed thing when tuning a car for power? Most commonly changed things, so it depends. On boost applications, definitely boost. On natural aspirator applications, in tuning, I would say really paying attention to knock and also ignition timing. But if it's a later model vehicle, we've seen a lot of nice part games playing well with cam control. That has been absolutely fantastic. And now I think about it, intake cam control with advancing or hydraulically retarding the intake cam has done well for turbocharging as well. I've seen cars, especially 1J and 2JZ setups with VVTi, well, most people just, most tuners are afraid and turn it off. We've seen three, 400 horsepower gains mid-range by just playing around with VVTi. So that's a huge gain when tuning as well. A four-wheel drive fully electric Odyssey would be awesome family bus. I agree, I didn't good, but Honda doesn't want to do that right now. So 
But that could change. We can get a call tonight. <laughs> and they say, hey, BC, ready to do it. But I agree. That would be really a way to show what the future has in store with alternate, alternative fuel or propulsion in a van that's very, very popular. I completely agree with you, you know? Hey, BC, have you ever tuned anything using this tune? No, I have not. No, I have not. Not afraid of it, but never had the opportunity. So, and Kai, all the way from Dishline, thank you so much for joining us from Europe as well. I appreciate that indeed, you know? Any recommendations for 2000 Acura Integra LS? Boost it. LS's love boost. You need to boost that thing and really see what it can do, you know? And Kevin makes a good point. Yeah, VTEC head on that would help tremendously as well. So if you're going to say natural aspirator or even boost, VTEC head does help. But if you're looking for something that can give you a lot of bang for buck, boost, by all means, you know? What's the best suspension for 04 GET? I don't know what a GIA GET is. Um, What's your best tip for driving from or drive cars fast on the track? Traction control. <laughs> for real. And setting up a suspension for allowing that to hook up. Now, as you, think, as you can think about it, front wheel drives, as physics dictates, is disadvantaged from traction. Because when you move forward very quickly, the weight transfers to the rear, the front wheels move up. So you need to pay a lot of attention to definitely suspension and the compound you use for your adhesion wheels in the front. As you may see with my insight, I had traction bars. People may see it as wheelie bars, but they're essentially traction bars, where it does one of two things. Allows me to elongate my wheel base to allow me to have more tractive power in the front. And secondly, allows me to minimize weight transfer because once my weight transfers to the back, it limits that travel and keeps my front end planted. That allows you to do very well. And if you saw, have some kind of wheel-to-wheel -wheel or slew rate control in terms of traction control, that helps make you much faster. Peña Montana from Mexico, good seeing you. I appreciate you indeed. Um, do you think Tesla will quit designing vehicles and concentrate on batteries and motors when bigger manufacturers and start building more units? No, I do not. If you see, if you watch a stock of what happened this past weekend and you look at Elon's vision with a Model Y and other cars to come, I think he even posted something on Twitter last week where he found an old little note that he wrote to himself over a decade ago where he said, build a roadster, make it fast, Use that money to build a car that people can afford and use that money to build even a more affordable car. So what I see them doing is building more and more affordable EVs for the masses. So I don't think he's going to stop. I think he will continue doing things for the home and industry, but he is really passionate about automotive, and I think he's going to keep going. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. My pleasure indeed, E2R Gainsy24. Appreciate that, you know. Guapo to Dawn. Good seeing you indeed. What pistons are good set for my D15B7? I PM3 Nippon pistons. Definitely pistons from Trom. They're cost effective. They're forged. They last very long. If you don't remember Trom, T-R-A-U-M, hit me up on DM and I'll send you to their site. Very good guys. I can help you with them too. Hello, L. Jeffrey. Good seeing you. Good seeing you indeed. Hello, TFT Scott. Good seeing you indeed. Hello, eBay Cordovas. Have you ever done an E30 S54 swap? No, I have not had the honor to do that, you know? Suzuki Samurai, four-cylinder swap, what would you install? Now, if I want to just piss people off, I'll put something like a K-series in there. But if I wanted to do something that I would do based upon my experience recently, I'll EV it. <coughs> Excuse me. It's so cold back here. Anyway, forgive me for the cough. I, I sincerely apologize, guys. Hello, Ejotech. Good seeing you. Will I ever own a DC2? I don't have any plans for that. And since I didn't own one growing up, 
I don't think I have any plans for doing DC2 right now. LS Swap the World, says Kevin. He, by the way, guys, Kevin is a good friend of mine, and him and Hedy go at it all the time, but he loves LS Swaps. I'll say, I'll say EV Swap the World. How do you like that? Would you daily 60 horsepower? I did. <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I dailyed a 58 horsepower CRX HF when I was in college. I did. So no problem. As for the LS Block, says Ron's World, I completely agree about boosting. It has the best bang for buck option. And you know, the gearing is very good for that too, which is pretty nice, you know? What's your opinion on how the J-Series engines? I like them a lot. Right here that I'm looking at, and I showed you guys that earlier, is my Odyssey with a J-Series engine. And this J-Series is the first V6 I ever built. And this thing takes a beating. It's a really, really good engine. We've had Sandrails come here boosted well over 400 wheel horsepower stock motor. It's a very cost-effective bang-for-buck engine, and I wish more and more people would use them. And they're everywhere, because they were in the Odysseys, and they were in the Accords. So you can find them. There are even other engines that Honda, or the marquees that Honda work with, that those engines exist in as well. So I found J-Series engines in decent mileage condition for like $200. You can't beat that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um... How do you feel about the E36s, a.k.a. Silky Slim? I think they're awesome cars. I really do. E36s and E46s are very good track cars, especially if you address some of the shortcomings they have after some time. They have some challenges with the strut tire brace areas fracturing, but you can reinforce that very easily. And they make very good track cars. They really do. Um, so I like them a lot. I just haven't owned one, but I've had many of them come here to get tuned, especially when they're on aftermarket engine management solutions, you know? If you're going on motor, you might want to look at the shorter, shorter during GSR SI top. Shorter during? I don't know what you're speaking of. Huh. I was thinking about boring out a J32 block to fit a J35 internals and slap on J35 heads and hopefully put around 320NA. What do you think? I think it would be very cost effective for you to just do a J35 and then just put that in and you can get that power potential. It would be much, much more efficient for you, you know? Well, uh, can you ask my question when you get the chance, please? Thank you, Renee. I get so many questions, you have to kind of ask me again and hopefully I can catch it, you know? Mickey Fresh 96, have I ever been on an Autobahn? Yes, I have. There's a good friend of mine in Germany, and um, I don't think he's here on Instagram to be able to see this, but uh, he took me on the Autobahn with an Opel, which is great. So, yes, I have been there. How much would it cost to EV swap a rolling 97 shell? To be honest with you, to do it properly, Completely turnkey done would be about sixty thousand. About sixty thousand dollars would do that, and it would be the most exciting 997 you've ever experienced in your life. I guarantee you. And storage cell. If you're interested, uh, hit me up here on Instagram, and I'll be able to put you in, a, in an opportunity in line for you to get it done. But yeah, about sixty k turnkey car dropped off, picked up, done. Have you ever driven a Honda B-Series? If so, what do you think? Yes, I have. I've driven a lot of, there's one, there's a CRX right here. There's a 1990 CRX right there with a B-Series turbo. I think that the B-Series is pretty much the small block Chevy of the Honda world, you know, which is great. We be in the fastest car three, that's the goal. I'll keep you posted, I'll give you some hints if it's happening or not. Matter of fact, that's what I did with the Wagger van, it's one of the reasons why we built that, as a revenge car for the Odyssey right here on that fastest car, season three. 
What is your 2020 SEMA build? So let's see, what could I share that won't get me in trouble? I have one OEM build, which is pretty exciting, very futuristic, and I should have two Porsches. So that's what we have in store now. No confirmation from Honda yet, but I'll let you know. Do you like Beamers? Of course I do. I've owned quite a few, actually. Is the CRX Turbo a B18C4? Actually, it's a B18C1 is what we have on that one. 2019 Accord 1.5T, K-Tuner or Hondata. You, can you, can't hurt. you can't go wrong with either one. Um, if you want something that has a cool screen that allows you to do some fun stuff, you can go with the K-Tuner V2. If you don't care, either one will be fine. I like both. I've seen stability with both platforms, you know, which is pretty great, you know? Top Gear in America needs you as a host. Thank you so much, VIP. Appreciate the kind words. You're too kind. Do I like Toyota Lexus? Of course. I've done a ton of reviews last year with Lexus. I like their stuff. And Toyota is actually one of like our technical partners, so we've done quite a bit with them. But nonetheless, guys, it's a slice of heaven. I do have to run. It's been a kind of crazy, windy day here today and very loud back here. But I appreciate you joining me on this great Tech Tuesday. I will see you next week or even sooner as we come on here. But once again, stay tuned. Keep going like crazy. Be that person you needed when you were younger, like I have. By all means, you never know whose life you can change. So I really, really appreciate all of you guys. And I will see you next week. Take care and cheers. Bye-bye.